We are back and welcome, welcome, welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the universe. I'm talking about the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and today we have an incredible show for you guys. I hope everyone has been having an amazing week. We're finishing off the week strong in another stacked fight weekend. We have boxing. We have two title fights, two huge title fights. And then we also have three incredible, incredible MMA fights. Incredible, should I say not fights, incredible MMA cards. Two Bellator cards, one UFC card, one of those fights. I'm talking about the title fight, the Grand Prix, Welterweight Grand Prix finale in terms of Lima and Rory McDonald 2. Might be the best fight of the weekend. But yo, this here, this right here, this is a boxing episode. All we're going to do is talk about boxing. And when we talk about boxing, I go ahead and I throw the bat signal up and I hit up my boy, Brandon, Brandon Camille, man. So Brandon is coming back on the show. He is my boxing expert and he and I are going to go ahead and discuss a number of different things. What's on the menu, you ask? Well, thank you for asking. Today, we're going to go ahead and talk about, obviously, the fight that happened this past weekend. We're going to talk about Better BF's big win and his unification against Voizdik. So, in that, we're going to talk about, yo, is Better BF the best 175-pounder in the world? We're also going to see what happens next. Does he fight Canelo Alvarez in the near future? We also are going to go ahead and talk about the amazing fight cards that we have this weekend. The amazing, two amazing title fights that we have. We have the young gun, the young gunner. I'm talking about Shakur Stevenson fighting for his first title fight at the young age of 22 years old. We're going to talk about that against... um, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. This is an interesting story. He is actually fighting against the dude in Joette Gonzalez. Shakur Stevenson dates Joette Gonzalez's sister. And there's all kinds of family beef. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. We're also going to talk about the incredible title fight at 140 pounds with Regis Progray and Josh Taylor. And we go ahead and finish up with a little taste of beef. A little taste of how my life on social media is and what I've had arguments with a couple of trolls. So we had a little fun with that. We're going to finish up with that. Um, Before we get into that, we always have to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you as always. And that is Sage eats sageeatschicago.com they're a healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company right here in chicago if you're not in chicago yo they have something for you they have something for you and what that is is they have fitness mentoring they have a coach that will hit you up and help put a program together for you a four-week program and each and every week they will give you a call and help you kind of get the ball rolling they'll help you you know with your progressions they'll help you with your food and uh, all the all that good stuff i almost said all that jazz (laughs) and all that good stuff man so check them out sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 10% off your first three months and check it out while we're at it while you're at it check out the fight podcast check us out man the fightpodcast.com continue interacting with me man i have had so much great interactions from our listeners thank you everybody who's hit me up whether it be on social media or the website i appreciate all the questions comments concerns all the praise everything man thank you guys so much keep it coming and we're going to continue bringing you the best content we possibly can one thing i'm going to ask you to do is go out there and not only listen Tell your friends. 
tell your partner, tell whoever it is, let them know about the Fight Podcast. Tell, listen, subscribe, download, rate, and let people know this is the number one combat sports and culture show in the world, man. And as always, I'm your host, Serge Vicente, the Underground King. Check me out at Serge Vicente. All right, man. With that being said, with all the plugs and everything out there, enjoy my conversation with Brandon Camille. We finally got it. Yes, sir. Dude, Brandon, what's going on, man? After some technical difficulties, man, we finally got this rocking today, bro. How you living? Man, so while we were having our technical difficulties, I took the time out to watch a couple of super intense weigh-ins for this weekend. Have you seen those? Which which ones? Well, the, the obvious one, where Shakur Stevenson and Joette Gonzalez. That was... Yeah. Uh, that oh, well, was t- well, we're going to get into Joette and Shakur in a minute and, because... And Regis Progray and Josh Taylor were super intense. Really? Yes. Really? Okay, well, okay. So here's the thing. These are two big fights of this weekend that we are absolutely going to go ahead and talk about. Um, for those of us who are listening for the first time, you are listening to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the fucking universe. You're listening to the best host in the universe. It's the underground king, Serge Vicente. I got my boy. I mean, let me be honest with you, man. He might be the best guy in terms of boxing out here, man. That's Brandon Camille. So we're out here. We're knocking this stuff out. Um, Obviously, we're here to bring you guys amazing content. But you know, first thing we have to talk about today is this. Brandon, did you listen to Jesus is King? No, I have not. Good. Are you going to? I can't say that I won't. I will tell you unequivocally, I absolutely will not be listening to... Coon Man's music. I'm cool off of Kanye. I know he's from my city. He is a black eye on my city. He can kick rocks sideways. I deleted all of his music from my 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 disagree. All of it is gone. Dude is a clown. I can't get down with him. No, I didn't listen to that trash. I, I don't believe you. I know you listened to late registration yesterday. I did not, bro. I've deleted all of his I don't, stuff. I don't believe, I'm, I'm going to go and you recently added. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. You can check out all my stuff. Yo, dude is a clown, man. He's an absolute clown, and here's the thing. This is why I can't get down with Buddy. I cannot get down with Buddy for the simple fact is this. You go out there, you show your ass. You sit there, you you, you back Trump, you wear the red hat, you say slavery was a choice, you double down on every one of those aspects, and then when you realize the black and brown community isn't fucking with you anymore, what is the first thing you do? You do the thing that unfortunately poured in... in, um, um, what's the franchise disenfranchised people do is what do they do they're in church and they're easily they're the those what's called the persuadables so what he's doing is he's going to the black persuadables and he's going out there to try to manipulate what they're doing this is the exact same thing that the conservative party has done with cambridge analytica all over the world if you haven't seen that documentary you should it's amazing it's on netflix but that's exactly what he's doing he's pretty much going to the persuadables he's going going on this whole church thing and then his ass had is selling socks with church on him for 80 bucks a rip so he's over here praying on black and brown folks i think that's evil i think it's nasty it's super nasty and i and and that, and, and i'm gonna quote the great jay-z and say yo first and foremost fuck you kanye and we're gonna keep it at that well, then, it's not every day you hear someone from Chicago so passionately against Kanye. Everybody that I speak suck to, my dick from the back. Whoa, whoa. Everybody that I listen to or every, that I speak to from Chicago, they're all just really hurt. So, like, they're all, like, huge Kanye fans that were scarred for life. Fact. So they don't really like to speak about it. So they don't speak about it at all. But you were very, very eloquent in what I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, very, very loud about your anti-Kanye <laughs> opinions. Yo, no, nah, bro, I went out here, man. He's a coon. I can't get down with Buddy. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a sad day when I get down with Kim Kardashian more than I get down with Kanye. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Facts. Wow. Big facts. Wow. Can, can we move on in that note? <laughs> Yo, on that note, with, uh, with that fight coming up this week, let's talk about the amazing... Yo, first and foremost, let me ask you this. Has there been a better 45-day stretch of championship boxing than there has been over the past month and some change that you can ever remember? Not in a good while. Um, especially not during the Mayweather era. Oh, so, because he sucked the life out of the sport. So, I mean, but he... A Mayweather fight was a Mayweather fight, and we can't take that away from him. Regardless of your opinion of him, um, it didn't allow... And, like, and, real stars, quick, and real quick, we are both Mayweather fans. Just putting that out there. It's yeah, specifically yeah. Pretty Boy. Yeah, definitely. We are, bo- we are both Mayweather fans. However... Um, when Mayweather was big, it's like it was a lot more difficult to build other stars in the sport. Now there's a ton of stars in the sport, so it makes stretches like this possible. So um, as much shit as we talk about matchmaking, being on this or that side of the street, you know, us, the fans are still winning here and like, Mm -hmm. you know, they got something done, right? We we may not have Spence versus Crawford, but... I mean, we're going to watch Canelo versus Kovalev. Well, here's the thing. Think about this last month and some change. You had the Spence-Porter fight. You had this incredible fight this past weekend with better Biev and Wojcik. Triple G. Triple G. His amazing fight that he had. You have the two fights this weekend. The the WW the world what is it the World Series of whatever the fuck uh, fighting world, super world, series world boxing world, super series yep so the world boxing super series championship with Regis Progre and Josh Taylor and then you also Shakur Stevenson oh and then let's not forget that we have Canelo coming up in about two weeks also yeah it's, Canelo Canelo coming up in two weeks no one week in a week in a week that fight's coming up so when you look at it man and we have this many level of championship fights and one thing that i've noticed when i'm actually watching all these championship fights that they're they're so high level guys these fights end up being amazing all of these fights have been amazing so far and i think it's going to continue even through this weekend and beyond fun fact next week will be interestingly enough my second Canelo fight that I'll be watching from Puerto Rico. That's what I'm talking about, man. Go I, ahead and watch those Mexicans in my home, in my, in my, in my town. I was there for a Triple country. G Canelo one. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. So I, I might just make this a thing. I just go. Look, to Puerto oh, 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 humble Canelo brag. Fights. He's like, look, man, I know he's Mexican, but I'm going to go ahead and kick it with the Ricans. That's what's up. We more, we're, we're, we're more fun anyways. I mean, like, I felt like it felt so good to be in like, I don't know. I, I felt like I was really in it. <laughs> Yo, hey, for anybody who doesn't know, man, my people, Puerto Ricans, man, huge boxing aficionados out there. It's a big boxing town. I mean, and that's why when you do have the Mexican versus Puerto Rico rivalries and things like that, man, there's such incredible fights, man. But again, incredible fights. This past weekend. Absolutely. I mean, it's a good stretch for boxing. We, We definitely had a few slow weeks in October, but overall, you, you, we're getting you a lot. You definitely just fucked up my segue. It's okay. Oh, my, my It's okay. You my weren't bad, listening. I can tell you over here looking out down yonder. I was try. I had a perfect segue, and you went ahead and you threw it out the window. Damn. I, I, <laughs> we, were, we were off. I, I missed that. <laughs> so... Like I said, there have been incredible fights. Those fights, again, we've been talking about were incredible fights. This past weekend, there was another incredible fight. Better Biev versus Voizdik. This was for the light heavyweight. It was a unification fight. It was the WBC champ versus the IBF champ. Um, Two undefeated fighters at the time. And here's the thing. You know what? I think if you go back and listen to the last episode that you and I had together, I believe you and I had this right. Yeah, we did. We had it right. We both got the win. We both said we felt that this would be a win via finish for better BF. And and let's just talk about the fight. It was a close. It was a close fight. A lot of people at the time of stoppage had two of the judges actually had better. Or should I say, Voizic winning the fight? Um, let's just start with that. What did you have Voizic winning the fight when the fight was actually stopped? 
I wasn't scoring it per se, but it definitely felt I, I can see why the judges would say that Bozdick was winning the fight. He was landing effective combinations and for a lot a lot of the part, he was probably landing a little bit more cleanly. However, you can tell that the few shots that better better be were landing and they they got more and more every single round. But the shots that he was landing, they were having its effect. And as soon as he figured out that maybe I can't land my big right hand over the top, I can drop it low and land it to the body and do yes. just as much damage there. When he figured that out and he really started uh, targeting the right side of that body, then we were getting close to the end. Because those body shots were literally zapping the life out of Bozdik. Mm. Better Biev is boxing's version of Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib is the UFC's undefeated 28-0 lightweight champion. Um, He's from Dagestan. They rock the exact same beard. Uh, (laughs) And they have similar styles in the the sense that their pressure is overwhelming. And Watching this fight, man, yes, in the early rounds you had, and I thought that Wojcik did look good. He looked fluid with his boxing. He was snappy. But at the end of the day, man, better be of, yo, he comes at you like a wave. It's it's like a more skillful version of like a Jared Hurt, right? So he comes forward. And the thing that a lot of people were knocking him originally, I, I realized, was they're like, oh, we don't know about his boxing IQ. But, bro, you hit it directly on the head. The fact that he went out there and he started cracking Buddy to the body in the way he was, that right hand to the body changed. There was some point in time, I don't know if it was a sixth round, but he cracked him to the body. And you saw the life. Yo, fam, it was like a balloon and somebody hit a, put a, a damn pin in the balloon. And from there on out, it was like slowly going out of Voizic for the rest of the fight. And yo, at the end of the day, man, he, he took the fight out of him. He beat him literally and figuratively. Yeah, definitely. And not only was he landing that right to the body, he was countering the uh, the movement of Vozdik by throwing that left hook. Yes. That's an adjustment that was noted, noted by his coach, but he was landing that uh, left hook up top and down low. So, I mean, it, from a boxing IQ standpoint, I mean, maybe he noticed that himself, but I mean, he took directions from his chain, trainer and he made the changes mid-fight anyway. He got the job done. I will say, I definitely expected a bit more or a bit better conditioning from Vozdik. But I don't think I don't I I I think his conditioning was fine. Those body shots are different. The body yo, fatigue makes cowards of all men. That's the thing about it. It wasn't that he was it he that would those body shots take your conditioning. He was beating him to the body. That took his cardio. That took his heart. Yeah, I mean, it, it's super easy for me to say it from the comfort of my of my room. However, yeah, I definitely can un- understand, you know, being being in there is something totally different. I guess I feel like certain boxers train for that. And like, I felt Dude, like, he no, just- yo, there's no there's no training you can do for that. There's nothing you can do. Like if someone's cracking you to the body like that, I don't care how tough you think anybody is fam. It don't work like that. I hear you. I hear you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate you too much on it because he was getting great work done to the body. However, Vozdik was getting was getting good work to the body done early on because it was better be as a body who was red early on in the fight. He was landing good combinations and he has good power. Better be able just Yo, Vozdik can crack. What? Vozdik can crack. Absolutely. He I mean he's yeah. the one who um who put um uh Stevenson. Yes, he did. He, he did. He's the exact one who did that, man. Um, all right, so this is the thing I, I, I was thinking about this. Because after watching this fight, is Better Biev the best light heavyweight in the world? So let's just name a few light so heavyweights. I, I, well, let's, let's name the, the top four. Because I'm still saying the top four, even though Wojcik won, he's still there, right? He'll yeah. still beat probably anybody else. So you have Better Biev, you have Wojcik, who just lost his belt. Then you have the WBO champion, who is Sergey Kovalev. And then you have the WBA champion, who is Bivol, right? Mm-hmm. They're all incredible, right? But at the end of the day... That's something that I say far too often. I got to figure out a new transition like phrase. But uh, but if you look at it 
for real. Out of those four guys, he just beat a prime, ready, Voizdik, right? Sergey Kovalev is old. And the only reason Canelo Alvarez is actually moving up in weight is because he sees a chink in the armor and he's going to, he's, he's belt hunting. So he's going out there to get a new belt, different weight class, and, you know, pretty much continue elevating his profile. Tough fight, very winnable fight. End of the day, out of those four guys, Sergey Kovalev to me is number four. Then we got Bivol, right? Bivol is great. I think he's extremely skilled. Um, he can also crack. But out of all of these guys, he's the smallest of them. And he has a similar style to a Voizdik. So when I look at that, I look at him being that much smaller. And again, this is a, a, the matchup I'll talk about in a minute, but I might as well just say it now. The two of them fighting together, I see that fight going the exact same way that we saw the fight with Voizdik going. He would wear him down, and then he will get him out of there because he's just not big enough. Yeah, I would totally agree. However, I will say that Better BF isn't necessarily young. Oh, really quick, by the way, um, it seems like the Nets held off the New York Knicks, and it seems like the Nets were losing by 20 to the Knicks today. So No, 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 no. The, the Knicks were down, and the Knicks came back, but Kyrie held them uh, off. Oh, That's okay. what happened. That's Either a, way, the I'm Knicks asking, so, so you're talking about, but again, it's this, this New York's team won, right? Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan, but no, I, no, I can't. No, but New York, the, the 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 New York, because they said the Knicks are dead. They said the real team in New York now are the Nets. That's what Kyrie said. I feel like I'm being bullied on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the Bulls ain't shit right now. So whatever. Yeah. Um. Right now, the Nets are rocking in New York. I mean, Barclays is is a super nice arena. A lot newer. It's a nice environment. I won't lie. So, I mean, <laughs> and they're doing better than the Knicks. They're, so, I they're mean, a better, yeah, they're they a better right organization. Now. What'd you say? They're definitely a better organization. Come on now. We know it. They've been run better thus far. The Knicks yes. just, we keep putting ourselves in bad positions. Yeah, we. Don't 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 don't, don't lump yourself I'm, in there with those losers. I'm watching uh, Dallas right now. Yo, Dallas looks nice, bro. I'm, I'm watching Kristaps uh, Porzingis play for another team, and I'm just like, and this is insane. buckets. This is insane. Man, my man came back better than ever, put on a couple different pounds, extra pounds. Man, my man's out here rocking. Yeah. I'm still a big KP fan. I always it was here for the unicorn. <laughs> That's what's up, man. But I'm sorry, I digress, brother. Go ahead, jump back into what you were saying, man. I forgot where I was at. Oh, uh, we were talking about well, just in terms of matchup between Better BF, or should I say, um, Bivol and uh, Better BF. Yeah, I mean, uh, what I uh, what I was saying was that the thing about Better BF is how it, it depends how long a guy like Bivol can push this fight out. Better BF turns 35 in January. That's right around the corner. But he doesn't it, have the mileage that some if, of these guys do. We got to always take that into account. He has, he has the mileage. It's just in the amateurs. But here's the thing. At the high level, at the pros, people have ducked him. He hasn't been able to get the, to the, the type of fights that would have. And think about this. He also hasn't gone many rounds. He's only been 12 once because he gets everybody the fuck out of there. So he's not taking that much damage. So he can legitimately go out there and really do his thing, man. So I see easily another three to four years with this dude before he re really see, starts seeing chinks in his armor. You know, guys like him, I feel like they start, they tend to break down a little bit faster. Those come forward type of fighters. It's not saying that he does not have good IQ because he does have good ring IQ. But exactly. I feel like those type of fighters, we do start to see the chinks in their armor a bit earlier. So, I mean, with that type of, you know, scenario, you really never know until you see it in the ring. A la That's Triple not G. necessarily true. I mean, you can't just say a guy is going to be shot by this age. You can say you can say he looks good now at 34 years old, but you can't predict when that drop off is going to be. And, that, and that's why I'm saying he at least has three to four years before I even start seeing these things happen. And, and I'm saying all we can do until then is guess, because you can say three or four years and come like mid 2020. Better be able to look the same. Exactly. Well, look, at the end of the day, at, at this point in time, 
I think he's going to be around for a while. So I think he's going to be a problem. I also think that he needs to end up being the unified, the undisputed champion at this weight class. He essentially needs to end up being the Usyk of this weight class. Um, that's how he is going to start actually start to get some paychecks. Um, I did see you, that. Did happening. you hear him after the fight? No. What did he say? Oh my gosh. I was he I forgot who exactly he called out, but he basically said like, you know, he he called someone out and said, you know, he needs to like so he can like really train for a fight, essentially alluding to the fact that he did not train that hard for this fight. God damn. That, that yeah. dude's a savage, bro. He was like, yo, man, I this guy. Yeah. Best in the world. Whatever. I didn't even train for this fight. Let me get somebody better. Yeah, Dude. he said he said, yeah, like he called someone out. He said, oh. yeah, so I can really train. And speaking of his amateur record, we also know that he beat Sergey Kovalev in the amateurs, also, right? Twice. Exactly. So again, this is somebody who you beat somebody twice in the amateurs, yo, he's big brother and buddy. He goes out there, he knows he's better. He would destroy Sergey Kovalev. But let's just let, let's let's play fantasy land for a second, right? Let's say the fight with Bivol happens, right? Well, better be if Bivol happens. Let's say better be if gets the win. Now he has three of the belts. Let's say Sergey Kovalev, because again, I know it's it's not right, but I am pushing him off the pasture. I think his best days are behind him, um, and I think he's going to lose to Canelo Alvarez. But let's say that fight happens. This is a two-sided question, right? I'm gonna give my answer first, but at the same time, I want to know what you think. If better be of in, in Canelo fight, yo, I'm a I, you. I am the biggest Canelo fan in the world. I think Canelo is the man. I love watching Canelo fight. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. If anybody listens to the Fight Podcast consistently and listens to our boxing episodes consistently, you know that Brandon and I both love Canelo Alvarez. If Canelo Alvarez fights better BF, Canelo Alvarez gets fucking finished. Yeah, better BF is a legitimate 175 pounder. He's a unified champ. I mean, he is very, I mean, he's big, a solid filled out 175. Canelo is not an 175 pound fighter. He's a 168 pound fighter that's moving up to 175 for a, you know, a special matchup. But a guy like Better Bev in his prime is just too big and too much for Canelo. He, he's That's too, where we're... And I, not to mention, I, think about this, too. Uh, did you notice, yo, the beard on Buddy? Yes, he has a nice beard, but, yo, his chin. I saw him when... Okay, so... Voice Dick started to look like he was, obviously he was like hurt, but he still had some pop. He goes out there, and I'm talking about... Catches better BF square in the face with a straight punch. Walk. Yo, better BF just walk, ate that shit like cookies and kept yeah. on coming forward. So if you can't, if Canelo can't slow him down, yo, he beats Canelo in worse fashion than he beat Voizic. Yeah, yes, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, I, I wouldn't even think about that type of matchup unless I heard Canelo say this was someone that I'm interested in. And Look, I man, don't think Canelo would say that. I well, don't. So Canelo, Canelo, has, Canelo has the biggest set of cojones on him. He's moving up two weight classes. Um, but I'm with you. Look. But he's picking I, off low-hanging fruit. He is picking off low-hanging fruit. He, he picked a very winnable fight. And at the end of the day, I absolutely see Canelo Alvarez settling on 168 pounds. Now, I think that's going to be a problem for him also. I think a lot of guys at 168 match up really well for Canelo. But I I just I look at it, he won't he'll he'll win this fight against Kovalev and he'll end up, you know, vacating the belt, going back down to 68, going back down to 160. I don't see it happening. As he should. A thousand percent. All right. Um it was a great fight. Dude is a beast. We both say he, we both think he's number one in the in the weight class. Yes, definitely. Perfect. All right, moving right along. Um, this weekend, the Boxing Super Series um, is this weekend. It is in London. It is between the 24-0 Regis Progre against the 15-0 with 12 knockouts Josh Taylor. Vegas came in. They said that this fight is a pick em fight. 
do you think this is a pick em fight? Yeah, it absolutely is a pick em fight. You have two undefeated fighters com- uh, coming in, uh, both champions. And, I mean, they both have a legitimate claim to they, – they both have a legitimate route to victory here. And it's a fight where we just have to wait to see it happen see how it's going to play out but you can like make a legitimate case for each fighter to win this fight and you know that's why you fight (laughs) you got to ring the bells absolutely man so i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i've watched um i watched the fight with uh ivan whatever backrack whatever buddy's name was um and um i saw a fight with victor pistol and that's um that's Josh Taylor's last couple opponents. And look, they were really good fights. Action-packed. Josh Taylor looks great. Um, you can tell he's very well-schooled. Clean boxing. He's slick. I honestly think he's going to... He gets hit too much. As slick of a boxer as he is, I think he's going to get hit too... He gets hit too much. And if he gets hit that much with somebody who can crack like a Regis Progray, um, I don't see it lasting. I, 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 I got Regis taking this. Yeah. I'm I'm going to give the edge to Regis as well. Um, probably his... I, I go back to his win over Terry Flanagan. Right. As, uh, and, I, and I could see this fight potentially playing out in similar fashion and probably halfway because they're both from similar areas. I think uh, um, Josh Taylor's from Scotland. Right. But um, yeah, I could see that fight going in, in similar fashion. Regis Progray is, does have a lot of power for that, that uh, division. And I think um, his work to the body will start to show up later. And I, I'm be honest with you, man. I look at um, who Regis Progray came up with. Um, and here's the thing that Regis has that I think a lot of people don't, well, I'm not gonna say a lot of people don't, but I think it's different. I think there's a there's a type of dog in him that he has, that he can dig deep. He can he's just a grimy from New Orleans dude who don't give a damn. Probably grew up listening to Juvenile, and he is going to go out there and put the yammers on people. Um, I see bigger and better things for Regis Progray. I think he is one of the most duck athletes in the world, um, but I. I I really compare him to um, y'all. Got a lot of feedback on your, and I can hear myself from your your uh, computer. All right, there you go. Um, but I, I I I'll compare him to an Andre Ward, right? Andre Ward didn't get the praise that he he deserved until he went he went through a similar type of um, of tournament. He had his same tournament where he had to go through a land of killers and he came out on the other end, a tournament that a lot of people didn't believe that he was going to win. And if I'm not mistaken, was it Carl Frotch that he ended up getting the title from? I just got to pull him up really quick. Um, Yeah, I'm pulling him up, but it's I think it's a very similar um, kind of path. I think this fight is going to give him the legitimacy that he deserves. And, um, yeah, bro, I, like I said, I, I think this is absolutely a great thing for Regis Progray. I think after he wins this, he's going to start getting himself on that superstar pay-per-view status. Because Regis Progray really isn't uh, young either. Nope. So, I mean, and, and I believe you are right. It was um, Carl Frotch that he took that title from. He did. Yeah, there was. Yep. Yeah, in the Super Six World Boxing Classic exactly. final, which is so a very I, I, similar type of thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like Regis Progray is young. He's uh, twenty nine, thirty at this point. So I mean, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this fight plays out. I probably would give the edge to him as well. Maybe you know, I, got I hate a, people saying twenty nine and thirty isn't very young. That's crazy. I mean, when you guys when you have guys like Devin Haney out here, young is really subjective. Ah, that's weak. Uh, he's not. He's, I mean, he's, he's still very young. When he starts getting the 33, 34, 35, yeah, my man's still twenty nine, bro. He's got a lot of fight left in him. But I'm not, I'm not speaking about. I'm not speaking about in terms of him falling off and his boxing ability. I'm speaking about the age at which he starts to get that real recognition. Okay, I see what you mean. So, because he's a like, I I love to see the young fighters that start to get that recognition because then they can reap those benefits for a really long time. When a guy like Regis Pro 
or doesn't start to get the notoriety that he deserves until 30 years old, he doesn't get to reap those benefits for as long. I mean, he's still gotten paid, but I feel you. I feel, I feel, I feel yeah, I'm not saying he's out here struggling. Right, right. Look, um, so it, I think so. What do you say? We both. So, how do you see this fight going? How is the finish going to happen? If there is going to be a finish, is it going to be a unanimous decision? How do you see this happening? I'm going to say pro-grade by unanimous decision. Yo, you know you never pick KOs. I've been picking KOs more and more. What are you talking about? You like, I feel like you never pick any knockouts. You never go out on a limb. I pick knockouts all the time. Who's the last knockout you picked out? Don't after it aside from better BF because we both said that. But you said like knockout in like a second round. Like you said obliteration. I think I may have said better later. BF. No, I didn't. I said seventh round. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, time out. What round did the fight finish in? Like ten. All right. I'll look yeah. it up. Don't get it twisted. It better. It might have been it was, seven. It was no, like, he it, heard it. Was it. Like seven is when he actually started beating his ass. No, it was nine where you saw the when you saw the eight nine where you saw the air coming out of the balloon. Yeah, yeah, but he, but that was that seven was when he got that body shot. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm gonna yeah. I'm going unanimous decision here, and I go unanimous decision a lot more when it comes to some of the lighter weights. Um. I pick I pick knockout for the for uh, Errol Spence. That didn't happen, but I did pick it. Mm, I don't think so. I feel like you say unanimous decision. Also, it's all good. We 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 digress. Uh, <laughs> yo, I I definitely got. Um, I, I see this being a knockout. I'm going with a knockout. I'm going with late round knockout somewhere between nine and ten, nine and eleven. Um, I think Regis Progre is going to end up um, overwhelming him. I think he's going to be too sharp. I think he's going to be a better schooled boxer than Josh Taylor gives him credit for because Josh Taylor, I do believe, is overlooking his skills. And uh, I see this being a knockout win for the man, Regis Progre. And I believe he needs a knockout to get the stardom that he deserves. So I think he's going to be going for it. I would most definitely agree. Um, I definitely think Progray will come out aggressive. And one thing that I did hear him say is that he feels as though because he's the away fighter, it's no pressure on him. So when you're the home fighter, there's a lot of pressure on you to win and win in spectacular fashion. He feels as though there's no pressure on him. There's a lot of pressure on Taylor, and he feels that that's going to work to his advantage. Hey, and you know what's funny? I am... I mean, I agree with him. I see this being something that he can go out there, um, get a, get a solid W, and keep it moving, man. But talking about people getting solid Ws, and especially talking about young fighters and people who are getting recognition young. And you know what? You're right, man. Some of these dudes are like in their young early twenties, and somebody fighting for their first, being 22 years old, fighting for his first crack at a title. Talking about your boy, Sergio. What were you doing at 22? Not shit. Not shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shakur Stevenson, fam. I was shit, 22 years old, fam. I was playing grab ass at Illinois State. Actually, no, was I back home? No, I was still at Illinois State. Yeah. I was um, doing shit I wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah, I, I may have just started working fresh out of college. Yeah. Like, with no furniture in my crib, like eating Lucky Charms for dinner. Fam. <laughs> Fam, for real. <laughs> so yeah, where he is at 22 years old is it's ridiculous. Uh, absolutely amazing. But I mean, these guys are dedicating their lives to the sport. You know, they don't know anything else. They don't, man. And they have a lot of, like I said, man. And that's no shade either. No. Oh no, no, it's no, no shade at all, man. Um, and again, he is speaking to Andre Ward. Let's bring it all circled together, man. But um, he, he's Andre. Andre Ward manages him. But that's not what I want to talk about. Okay, that's not what we're here for. We're here for all the smoke, every yeah, little about bit to enter of it. The shade room. <laughs> yes, we are. So, um, you know what, B, I, I'm gonna let you go ahead and take this. I mean, the story goes, and though I, I actually don't have the the younger sister's name in front of me, doesn't matter. So basically, what's going on is Shakur Stevenson is the, young God. the, the long time um, has long time for a long time been dating Joette Gonzalez's younger sister, who I believe is an amateur boxer herself, uh, maybe even going back to their Olympic days. So. 
apparently the family doesn't really like Shakur Stevenson. The family, obviously, including Joette Gonzalez. So he doesn't like him, thinks the kid has no class um, and just wants to beat him up. Traditional, you know, I don't know if he's a, old, yeah, he's a Latino, older brother. Yeah, he's a Latino right. older brother. And, and he's jealous that somebody, Shakur Stevenson, is piping down his sister. But the older brother never really gets the shot. To, you, you know, they can be mad about it, but they oftentimes never get the shot to actually make it happen. And you know what, Joette? All, all the shamed uh, older brothers of all time. Yeah, but here's the problem with this. Yo, if Shakur goes in there and does exactly what we expect them to do, and let's say he goes out there and knocks out Joette, fam, how is Thanksgiving going to be? Sheesh. Shorty, she's she's going uh she's going to the uh the Stevenson Thanksgiving. She ain't even gonna be at the Gonzalez Thanksgiving. Dog, yo, so how crazy is that? And and I don't I don't know if this has ever happened in boxing before, but think about it. For somebody to sit there, what is the I have never heard this story where somebody I'm literally piping down if for those of us who don't understand what piping down is, that is having sex with <laughs> This dude's sister. When else has that ever happened in fights? Especially at a, for a championship. Fam, this is for all the marbles. This is for the belt. And and here's the thing also. Let me say this. Yo, Joette Gonzalez is a killer. This is the first night big step up for Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, Joette Gonzalez is no slouch and definitely has a path to victory in this fight, though I do see Stevenson being able to pull it out. And I don't see it being um, very close, you know, maybe something of like eight, four, nine, three. And I do see it going to decision. However, however, Shakur Stevenson has a very rare opportunity to get two knockouts in one night. Oh, man, does he? (laughs) Yo. Yo, boy. <laughs> yo, what if he goes out there, knocks Buddy out, and then just plants that, a that, fat that. kiss on his guy, on his girl, right after? Baby, bring your ass in here. Oh, bro, I wouldn't even have her. I'm just going to be like, yo, baby, I can't wait to get home. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you when we get home. But yeah. I will say I'd be reckless. Yeah. Reckless. That, that, that's the night where you pull out all the stops, all the super nasty shit that's, that you pull all that out to just pile on the disrespect. Oh, man, you got to be mad disrespectful after that. Yo, is this a relationship for... Well, a, hold on, hold, hold on. Okay. What side, what, side, what side is she sitting on? Yo, is there a 50-yard line somewhere in there? Yo, is she going to sit in the middle? Half I mean, the fam on I, one I, side? It's either Team Stevenson or, or Team Gonzalez. She's Mexican, right? They're Mexican, I believe. Yo, sure. if she knows what's good for her, she'll sit on that side. But she might be sitting on that side rocking a Shakur Stevenson shirt. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, I, I can't wait for this. And this this was another intense. So both um, the Regis Progray fight and this fight right here, they both had intense weigh-ins. Crazy you see Shakur Stevenson go up to Joette Gonzalez, flex on him, and say straight up, he said, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeesh. Well, well then. And, and here's <laughs> the thing. Shakur generally comes off as a really well-respected, well-mannered young dude. So the fact that he went out there and is doing that and he's coming at his head like that, yo. That's not, I mean, he, he this this actually this fight legitimately has heat. I've seen Shakur Stevenson start to develop a bit of a you know, he has a, he has a, a nice big smile and sometimes you want to associate that with him. But these last few fights, he's been a bit more boisterous and I think he's starting to try to build that bad boy villain type of brand because we've learned throughout history is that's what gets you paid. So he's starting now, starting to lay those bricks so when he comes to these bigger fights and he's you know, a bit used to being the bad guy and talking the talk I mean, that's just going to add to his legacy and add to his bank account. Do so I think, think he, Andre Ward is coaching him in this and kind of leading him down that path. I mean, the thing is, he yes, Andre Ward is his advisor, but he's also really close with Terrence Crawford. And I believe Errol Spence as well. You know, he's he's connected to a lot of top guys in the sport. So, I mean, he could be getting it from any which way. He could be getting it from Dre. He could be getting it from somebody else. But I mean, he. He could be just paying attention. True, true. I mean, like, he's a smart kid. He is. And, and that's probably 
the biggest mistake Andre Ward ever made, if any, because he retired 30-0, and one, one of the best boxers of all time, and never really got the recognition that he ever deserved. It's because while a guy he like, was playing the whole son of God thing, man. That whole and, SOG shit don't, don't float, fam. It, I mean, it floats fine because I, I love Dre. However, because you're a it, boxing in terms of getting fan. you paid, Exactly. In terms of getting paid, it's just, it's not the same. Like, yo, people didn't start fucking with Andre Ward until he beat Kovalev the second time, and then he retired. So, unless you were, like, a fucking boxing aficionado, unless you were, like, ingratiated, not a cash, and we'll talk about casuals in a second, but... That's the thing, man. I look at it, and I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I feel like he def- I mean, he's one of my favorite fight boxers of all time. I love Andre Ward. But I hope that he is advising Shakur in this way because you don't got to be a dick. But to sit there and actually have a chip on your shoulder, I think, really works well. I think that really sells. And uh, because of that, oh, in terms of the fight itself, look, man. Um, this, unlike the other fight that we're talking about, the other fight was a 50-50 fight, right? I I thought that was 50-50 in terms of Regis and Josh Taylor. Even though I have definitely give the edge to Regis Progre, I think Josh, if Josh Taylor is that cold. Joe Gonzalez is dope also. Yo, fam, he's undefeated. He's 23-0 with, with, uh, 14 knockouts. He's not a bum. I got this more so like 75-25. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a closer fight. It's not as close a fight as Taylor Progray. However, it is a very close fight. And I mean, it's not a walk in the park for Shakur Stevenson. As you said, you know, Joe Gonzalez is a well-established fighter, um, you know, a, a top prospect in his own right. And he definitely has a path to victory here, likely through pressure fighting. However, you know, I I think that's that's the road to victory here for Joe Gonzalez. And we're going to see how Shakur Stevenson responds to that. I think it's very likely that Shakur Stevenson has a response for that. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Yo, Shakur has gotten better every time I've seen him compete. And I'm going to be honest with you, yo. He's tying that power in. He exactly. I, and that's why and I know I, I, yo, I think he's going to knock this dude out. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you definitely see a little bit more of that man strength starting to set in. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it starts really around 23, 24. And he being 22, he's rolling right right on into that area where that man strength does start to set in. Um, so I, I definitely could see a path to knockout for Shakur Stevenson more by an accumulation. He's not like a single punch type of guy. It is. He's going to outbox the shit out of him and then start landing bombs. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't wait. Okay, I can't man. wait. It's going to be great, man. And look, man, this is an amazing weekend of boxing. I mean, not just boxing. I mean, even, you know, Friday night, you have a Bellator card. So you have amazing MMA. Um, Saturday night, you have a UFC card and another Bellator card. And honestly, the best fight in the entire weekend might be the rematch between Rory McDonald and um, and Diego and Douglas Lima. So there's so many amazing fights this weekend, man. Um I love it. I love it. There's so much great stuff going on, but I did want, before we get out of here, I I, I gotta talk about it, man. Yo, what are casual fans enamoration? Why are they so enamored with Mike Tyson? I don't get it. I did that, but they love they love they Mike love Tyson. them to Mike Tyson. And here's the thing, I love Mike. I'm a Mike fan. And the reason I bring this up because on social media this week, I believe it was on Instagram, there was a question posed on one of the many boxing sites that I follow, and Deontay Wilder, WBC heavyweight champion of the world the biggest power puncher in heavyweight boxing history, was asked the question if if he fought Mike Tyson in his prime, who would win? And he answered the way any champion, I believe, would. He said, I love Mike, but I'd knock Mike's head off. And I said, just a little, little shot into the universe by myself, really wasn't talking to anybody. All I said was, Yo, all he's doing is speaking facts. He feels like he would win this. And at the end of the day, 
Mike Tyson never beat a Hall of Fame fighter in his career. The fact that he's never beat a Hall of Fame fighter in his career, Deontay Wilder, in my opinion, when it's all said and done, will be a Hall of Fame fighter. There's holes in Mike's game. Deontay Wilder probably would beat, and not probably, I believe he would knock, he would knock his head off. Yo, I've never had my phone light up the way it did. Oh, bro, people were sitting there saying, I don't know shit about boxing. I don't know shit about boxing history. How does this dude have a podcast when he doesn't even know boxing? And then I started look, clicking on pictures. Who is this talking trash? Whole bunch of private accounts. All you motherfucking private accounts talking real spicy. And I'm going to be honest with you. Guess what? All you private accounts out there, yo, I'm here for the shits. I am here for the smoke. And I'll tell you right now, if Mike Tyson in his prime fought Deontay Wilder today, Mike Tyson will get his head clean, knocked the fuck off. For a couple reasons. First and foremost, let me bring this up. Mike Tyson is 5'10 with Tim's on. I'm going to say it again. Mike Tyson is 5'10 with fucking Tim's on. Deontay Wilder is every bit of 6'8". It's first and foremost. So think about the height difference there. B, who had the best jab that Mike Tyson ever fought against? Ooh, the best jab? Yeah. That's tough. No, it's not that tough. That's tough. No, it's not that tough. Who are you gonna? Who are you going with? Holyfield. Lewis. Okay. Lennox okay. Lewis had the best jab with that Kronk style, through that Tommy Hearns piston-like jab. And again, I'm throwing this little bit of history in here for you fools that said I don't know my goddamn history. Y'all probably don't even know who the hell Tommy Hearns is. How about Crunk Jim? Where's that at? Huh? The D. Thank you. And I'm not talking about Tank. You heard about that? Fam, yeah, Tank out here talking about two dicks. <laughs> that's for another day. Yeah, that's a whole another day. Whole another topic, whole another day. <laughs> so you got your man out here. They don't know where anybody's from. Trying to say I don't know my history. But we look at it. Deontay Walder, we talked about this on this show. Currently has the best jab in, in, in the heavyweight division. Arguably has one of the best jabs in heavyweight history. Now, with an incredible jab and somebody who is half your height, how does that generally work? I, I, I hear you. I, I think he knocked his fucking I, I think face you're off. overstating Wilder's jab. And I this is a matchup that I would not, still not. probably take Wilder in, but I think you're overstating his jab. I put it like this. I don't believe I'm overstating his jab. I think Deontay Wilder generally has one of the best jabs in heavyweight history. It is long. He actually turns his jab over. Most guys, if you look at it, kind of throw their jab straight on. Almost hit you with that neutral grip. Pow, right? Deontay Wilder is something different. He actually corkscrews his jab in there. So his jab and his right hand, he corkscrews one and he corkscrews the other. So what he ends up doing with that is one, he gets that he gets literally six inches more extension because with that rotation, his shoulders go into it that much more and it's extremely sharp. Now, the only people he has a trouble with that with is southpaws because he doesn't know when to throw it. But in terms of a conventional fighter who is that much smaller than him, Deontay Wilder does an amazing job of fighting the fight where he wants to fight it. I mean, I'm not going to do. I, I definitely think you're overstating Deontay Wilder's jab. Um, I, I can't name someone name, but I but I cannot name a bunch of heavyweights yeah, with just amazing exactly. jabs. How, but I, like I said, I still think you're overstating it. What about Tyson Fury's jab? Tyson Fury doesn't have a good a jab. He throws he does a have good, a great jab. I did. I just said I didn't say he didn't. I said you sound like them damn Instagram people. I don't I, sound I, like I, Instagram. I, no, because I because I know because you no because you didn't listen. I didn't say he didn't have a great jab. I said his jab isn't as good as Deontay Wilder's. But he uses it in different ways. 
doesn't have as good of a jab as Deontay Wilder. He has a I great think, jab. I think that's the, what, what if he has different goals with his jab? I, I think it's debatable. I, I think it's debatable whether Tyson Fury has a better jab than Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder, I think I we've think seen it because he, his, his only weapons are the jab and the right. I, I, so we're going to see it a lot in, more in turn, often. In turn, that means he has to work on it more. In turn, that means he's learned different ways to set it up. In turn, that means he is better at it. I, I don't believe that he's better at it. He had a draw against Tyson Fury, who affected him with the he jab the entire fight. The... Dog, that is such a terrible argument, but I'm going to let that slide. It's okay. Why? It's a terrible argument because I don't feel like going into it with you. That's fair. Because that is fair. It, exactly. And, and I'm just moving on because I'm going to go off on a tangent and I don't feel like going off on a tangent right now. That's Troll Sergio. Yo, like I say, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with the Instagram trolls. <laughs> you're just about as good as the most times. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I'm you're better than it. that. Um, but you know, you, know, I, you know, I embrace my role as a keyboard warrior. Yo, it's it drives me crazy. That is the one thing I say drives me up a fucking wall. Uh, but it's okay. I appreciate it because again, we do need the debate from time to time, and it is what it is. But unless it, you have a blue check, you're a keyboard warrior. That's just what it is. I'm a keyboard warrior, then, bro. I do not have that check yet. Come on home. I do not have that <laughs> check yet, but I'm getting it. Do you want to know why I have it? Because I'm the best in the fucking game. I hear it. The, yeah, exactly. The underground king. So look, I, I need to get my intro right. You didn't. You didn't tell me you was coming with the heat this week. <laughs> <laughs> like, <geez. laughs> I was like, I can't do this shit on the fly. <laughs> well, look, man. Um, all in all, I think. Hey, look, it's fun. That's why I just brought it up. It's fun. I'm. I'm here for the shits. Um, I just think it's hilarious how casual fans, they have their people that they stick with. Mike Tyson is the casual fans champion. If anybody says Mike Tyson is the greatest of all time, the only reason is they're, say- they're saying that is because they don't know shit about boxing. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely agree. There it is, man. B, in closing, man, anything else you want to talk about today? No. Um, that's, that's it for me. We got to ring this bell. I cannot wait for the fights this weekend. Don't, uh, don't miss fights like, uh, Josh Taylor and Regis Prograde thinking it's going to be at night. That fight is from the O2 Arena in London. There it is, man. That's going to be an incredible fight, man. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, Brandon will be here again with me next week to break that fight down. B, always a pleasure, man. Um, where can they find you? Serge, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. The people can find me at bcam13 on Instagram. That is bcam with two M's or on Twitter at bcam. Thanks. There it is, man. B-Cam. Thanks, B-Cam. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, be good. Yes, sir. You too. Peace out. You. All right, yo, we are back. Um, As always, yo, thank you to my boy, Brandon Camille, for coming on the Fight Podcast. It's always a great time when he's on. And remember, you can find us everywhere podcasts are available at the Fight Podcast. Go ahead and check us out at or should I say www.thefightpodcast.com. Thank you as always to our sponsor, Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Follow Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Also, go ahead and check them out everywhere uh, on social media as well at Sage Eats Chicago. Yo, that is all the time we have for today. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. Yo, there's amazing fights this weekend. If you like MMA, check out the MMA. If you like boxing, check out boxing. If you like me, check it all out. Look at all the basketball, everything. NBA is back. Um, Remember, if you haven't had an opportunity to already, I was a guest on the Ben Jaworski show this week. Um, The video and everything is up on youtube um it'll also be on my own personal um bio that you can click the link in my bio on my ig so check that out i'm breaking down all the nba season as well and talking about a little politics man so go ahead and check that out but like i said as always love you guys this has been episode 154 of the fight podcast i'm your host serge vicente i'll see you guys next time deuces deuces